0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: By this time tomorrow, the Los Angeles Dodgers could be halfway home to their first world championship since 1988. Four. The Lakers have already, or perhaps the Tampa Bay Rays will even it up. The Lakers have already won the championship. It could be a double dip for L.A., the dude Keyshawn is talking about. It's Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Jay Will will be back tomorrow. Bart Scott, the 11-year NFL veteran. So you say. <laughs> Jets and Ravens is with us. We're going to get right into the Cowboy conversation in just a second. But, Key, because it's been a great run for you as a sports fan. we got millions of fans listening. When your team can win a baseball title and an NBA title, perhaps in a span of a few weeks, you're living high on the hog. There's nothing better than that as a fan. And the Dodgers are moving closer thanks to a brilliant Kershaw performance arguably his best performance in the postseason in years.
2: It it is his best performance and it's good to see uh, the confidence build and they just got to continue to just support him when he's in there getting the runs for him and make him feel comfortable.
1: We'll talk much more baseball coming up with our Jessica Mendoza. She will be joining us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line at 845. Look forward to speaking with her. And by the way, the Rays' number one fan, Dick Vital, he's been living in Sarasota, outside of Tampa for decades. He'll join us at 910. So if the Rays are down, not feeling good, I think the best guy to have to lift your spirits is somebody like Dick Vitale. He's been doing that. i are not going to help him.
0: <laughs> Dick Vitale, you talking about the great um, Detroit Pistons
1: coach? Yes, the old school. That's way before he worked at ESPN for more that? than 40 Let's years. let not get into Detroit yeah. versus Barty L.A. conversation. Sports uh, don't, don't be Hayton. <laughs> hating, hating is a way you could look at the twice. Dallas Cowboys right now because they are hating life at this particular point. They've lost Dak for the season. They've got Andy Dalton who looked all right, rescuing them against the Giants and looked terrible against the Cardinals. The Elias Sports Bureau came out with a great stat this morning. And if you're thinking about, do we need to upgrade, Bart, from Andy Dalton, the division is imminently winnable. We're sitting in first place with two wins. In the last 30 years, these are the guys the Cowboys have traded for at quarterback that have started and made the team. Everybody makes trades, transactions. Guys don't make it. But there are five guys in the last 30 years, the Cowboys, that's it. Five quarterbacks they've traded for in the last 30 years. Matt Castle, John Kitna, Keys Guy, Drew Henson, Hugh Millen, and Steve Berline. That's it that have been traded and started a game in the last 30 years. There's some talk with Fitzpatrick out in Miami that it's to his team. Maybe Fitzpatrick goes to Dallas. Maybe the Cowboys look to upgrade somewhere else. Bart, what do you think about it?
0: I'm trying to figure out how do you do that? Like, you know, you think about Andy Dalton, his resume, yeah, he's not a household name, but he's a guy that's more than capable of running your offense. You have to find out what he does well. Just think, he played in the AFC North in one of the toughest divisions, and he held his own. He, he went to the playoffs routinely. You know, he's able to to handle and be able to, to to really, you know, I think play well with this type of talent. But you know, you need to ask yourself: Do they need to make a trade for some offensive linemen because that's really what the problem is? He's under duress, and he's not a mobile quarterback. So the argument about going to Ryan Fitzpatrick would be just because he's a more of a mobile quarterback, a guy that can make off-schedule plays out of the pocket. But how do you make a trade for a guy in the middle of the season so that he can come out and, and learn the offense and talk about you're going to have continuity, you're going to have the ability to be able to do the, the small things with an offense that you have to do as a veteran quarterback, like making adjustments, changing the plays, getting the right plays, and being um, understanding how, where the, what the protections are. So you're just stuck with what it is. You, you brought in Andy Dalton because you wanted a, a backup for our man and Dak Prescott. You know, he's here. This is where you're at. This is what I'm talking about. We always make excuses for the Dallas Cowboys. They're a soft organization. <laughs> They're an organization that's front runners. You talk about front runners, you talk, they've always been a front running organization. You know, when, 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 when have we ever sat here in, in any seat, I don't care what platform that you're a part of, and said, oh, man, that Dallas Cowboy team has really overachieved? They've always underachieved because that's what they do. You know, the first thing that, that stands up in front of them, they get soft, and they start looking for stuff to blame like we're not prepared. Like Mike McCarthy's whole resume as a coach in this league doesn't mean anything. When have you ever heard anybody say that about Mike McCarthy? Listen, like I told you, I, I have my issues with Mike Nolan, but the last thing that I'm ever going to say or hear or accept from anybody is that he doesn't know what he's doing, right? Because he's he's been a defense coordinator in this league, and he's, he's performed at a high level. So don't give me that stuff that he's ill-prepared. Let's just put it on the players. They're not good. You talk about a player saying, hey, I can, how can you expect me to play hard for 70 plays? What? You can play millions of dollars. I expect you to play harder for much longer than that. And the, what, the problem is they don't, they're not playing complementary football, right? When you have a bad defense, you protect it by running the football. And it's not about the yards. It's about the attempts. It's about being able to let your defense have a rest. But when your defense, you know, can't, you know, can't stop, you know, you talk about they can't fight their way out of wet paper bag right now. <laughs> and that's their fault. Right. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to bite down. You got to bite down and say, you know what, it's tough sledding and we, you know, we got to make sure that we bring our A game and we're going to have to win ugly. You can't you can't adjust and say, OK, well, Dak was here. We're going for 500 yards and we're able to air it out. So let, let's hope that we can outscore people. Because when you can't protect your quarterback, you can't get those downfield plays because your
2: offensive lineman can't block long enough, so it has to come off a play action, not seven-step drops. Quarterback is not their issue. Andy Dalton is very serviceable as a backup that's been a starter, a long-time starter in the league. The problem, much like Bart was saying, is you got to figure out the offensive line and the protections. Maybe maybe your protection scheme isn't such that in in a situation where you now got to look at different protections. Try to do different things. Two tight ends, Key. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could go two tight ends or whatever the case. Maybe you there's some slide protections, some turn protections, backs out of the backfield, chipping, helping. And that was his only game, that the first game he started. So I'm willing to kind of wait to see why in the hell would I want Fitz Magic over Andy Dalton. I wouldn't take that. There ain't no way in hell I would want that. I just wouldn't, especially this time of year. You're asking him to come in, or any quarterback for that matter, to come in, learn this system, unless he has some familiarity with Kellen Moore, maybe Kellen Moore was somewhere with him coaching, I don't know. The Cowboys OC. Yeah, the Cowboys OC, and hit some fam- familiarity in terms of terminology and, and language and the things that they want to try to get done within the system. Outside of that, there's no it's no point in even having that conversation about getting him to come in and replace Andy Dalton you you stuck with Andy Dalton now you got to ride that thing all the way to the end
1: and Bart you look at it you mentioned the offensive line 60% of their offensive line is not there Key mentioned at one point the best offensive line in football Tyron Smith one of the best at the position he's out Lyle Collins hasn't played a snap Zach Martin the young kid from Notre Dame got injured on Monday night doesn't matter who's back there if 60% of your offensive line can't give you anything
0: yeah, but listen, everybody's dealing with injuries, right? And you have to find out a different way. You have to be able to pivot. You got to say, you know what? We thought we were going to be this aerial attack. Dak was on. I mean, he still leads the league in, in passing, right? right? You know, we we the guy we, we played we, in weeks. Huh? Yeah, and, and we and we understand what what he was in the type of season he was having. But now you have to pivot. When are you going to bite down and say, you know what? We got to win ugly. Right, so we got to slow the game down, limit the possessions, and figure out how to play. But don't don't give the, you know players an excuse and an easy out. We're ill prepared. The players don't trust. Them. Put your name to it, bro. Like don't don't be something up there and mm. sitting behind an alias. If you're a man and you believe in it, step out there and say something.
3: Well,
2: you know, I but think they, it's they, they they cowards,
0: They cowers though, Key. I think Ooh. it's
2: important. No, I think it's important to always, you know, if you say something, put your name on it. I just i I've always, you know, if I'm gonna say Zubin is the worst. Bart's the world. I'm gonna say it. I ain't gonna. Right. Oh, that linebacker, 57. You, you, you know, you know
0: how it say is, it. right? You know how it is. You know, these reporters, they get these relationships with you, and they and, and you and you feed them some stuff. I hate dudes like that that feed people because they want to be protected when they not playing well, so that they can make sure that they that they now get the bad stories to get ran out of town. So they start feeding. and They're like, oh, "We'll hide you and protect
2: you with this anonymous type of you and, know." And name. I get, I get, I get all of that. I, I understand that, but I've always had the feeling and the belief. When stuff start coming out of a building, there because I've been I've been in organizations, I've been around organizations, and every time stuff have come out of the building, that's pretty much what it is. Right, you you had right. Beef. I mean, it, it is what uh, it is. You, it, if, you, you, had, you had beef with Gruden, right? Yeah, right. you had gr- beef. But, but Gruden yeah, yeah. knew that. though. Right. I right, hide right. What, what had, wasn't hiding it. But, but what I'm
0: saying is, you and
2: had no damn secret. But what I'm saying is, and I didn't really have beef with okay. you like that. I just didn't like you. Right. Okay, <laughs> that's 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 fair, right? Because we, we
0: all work with people that we may not like yeah, and want to hang I, out I wanna, with, but you, wanna,
2: can, but you can respect them, right? I went and won a championship with the man. He helped me win a championship. It's so funny, ironically, our relationship, the year that we won the championship, that's the year that our relationship was the most crazy, hmm. right? It was that year. It was but, that it was the, the highlight that you always see me and him on the sideline. That was the year we won the championship. People think it was the year that I left the team, but it was the year we won the championship. But see? what? But I, I say I say that to say this,
0: right? It's certain things that people can say about Gruden. You might nod your head, and there's certain things you'd be like, nah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So no, what I, I'm saying. So what I'm, I'm saying. People all the time. An X and O coach. He can, he can dial it up when he wants to. Right. But some of the other stuff. But that ain't that's so, phony. So,
0: so when I sit here and I tell you that Mike Nolan had his football acumen.
2: But I'm a to believe, believe you.
0: So you, you see what I'm saying? So I'm the, fact, the fact that these players are saying that they're not
2: prepared, they're he not, can't make adjustments, let me know that they're looking they for the about, easy way out. But are they talking about Mike Nolan or are they talking about the staff entirely? You see what I'm saying? Mike McCarthy,
0: you talk about Kellen Moore, and you talk, you talk about McCarthy. Those have never been their narrative. So the fact that they're trying to make that narrative are, are telling me that they're trying to point the fingers and well, not the Mike thumb. Well, Mike McCarthy has some stuff in Green okay, Bay that okay. was similar. But, but their offense before Dak went down was on a historical uh, you know, you know, trajectory. So they're pointing the finger and not the thumb. Because they're trying to make it seem about the defense. Like I said, I've been in that defense with the Baltimore Ravens. The the people that run that same defense, Rex Ryan, Chuck Bogano, uh, you think about Green Bay and, and Mike Patton. So you talk about trees. Mike Nolan started that tree as a part of that tree. So don't tell me he don't know nothing about defense. As much as I may not like him right now, I'm not going to sit up here and let well, people like why the hell them. are
2: they giving up all the points then, man? Because they are dumb Gotta football players deep. who
0: can't communicate. You you, you got to go back and go this elementary defense because they, they, they're not sophisticated enough to be able to figure out how the hell, you know, what formations mean down the distance. Oh, we forgot. break on mean. the
2: show, we break, man. I,
0: forgot, I forgot my name's not on the show and we told you to break with, with Buster and you kept going but it's okay because my name ain't on the show. It's okay, Keisha. I but Bart is.
1: But Bart is making a name for himself because he's called the Cowboys this morning cowards, dumb, and, and front, soft. And,
0: and front runners.
1: And front runners. We've and never, we never
0: respected them when we played against them. It was easy. It was barbecue Hey, man, you respected me. I
2: don't
0: (laughs) want to hear that. Listen, you are one of the, what's the percentage of that? You're one of 53? That's still below average.
1: Key, the former cowboy, if you didn't get the drift on that. Still to come, fill in the blank, now that Fitzmagic is done, Tua being named the starter is... A loss for words with the fellas with Bart Scott and Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Zubin Mahenti. Welcome back to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Jay will be back tomorrow. This is you gonna said be, that already. <laughs> this is going to be an NFL heavy fill in the blank, so it's great to have a couple of great former players with us today. Bart played in the league for 11 years, and of course, you all know about Key and you all know about Tua being named. The Dolphins starter, they got to buy. then the Rams fill in the blank, fellas. Key, Tua, being named starter, is fill in the blank. A good thing.
2: I, 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 it's a good thing for Tua and his family. It's a good thing for him battling back from injuries coming from Alabama was still selected as the fifth pick overall in the draft with a number of other quarterbacks before him, a quarterback behind him. So it's a – I'm happy for him. I just want to see what he is because when I'm looking at his little bitty arms, I'm like – they're all that time off, man, you ain't lifting a
0: weights. <laughs> you wanna keep that pliability, man, that flexibility. For me it would be expected. You know what I mean? This is what we expected. We understand your know, key Keisha Damis, you know, predicted this right when he said that, you know, Dubai week would be the time to have a great smooth transition. We understand he's the future for this team. The future is now you look at Herbert, you look at Burrow. you see how great they're playing. You want to see what you got and, and what you have in, in, in tour. You, know, you were tanking for tour. You know, you, you decided to change the culture and start winning games late in the season and you still got the quarterback you wanted because of the injury. You know, he's been cleared. He's healthy. Let's see what he's got.
1: So obviously, in order for Tua to ascend, somebody's got to move down. That of course is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dolphins are three and three, Key. Ryan Fitzpatrick has to feel, fill in the blank about being passed by Tua.
2: I I, I say good again. You feel good, right? You did your job. Your job was to come in, keep everything calm, calm the waters, teach the kid how to be a professional quarterback, not a collegiate quarterback making money in college. No no just kidding. Not it more yeah, Tua of it I took a pay cut to come to the NFL. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> more, fire. more, more <laughs> about more about just becoming a pro. Learning how to study with pro habits, learning how to get your team rallied around you from the pro level. He he should feel fine, man. This is what what did he really think? They was getting ready to give you a 10-year extension to be the starting quarterback.
1: They're a 500 team handed off to two. He's done his job. They're not. Yeah, he, he's done his job. They're not going
0: anywhere listen, right now. Listen. He's relieved. He's relieved because he gets to leave on a high note, right? He gets to leave on a win because, like I said before, like I played against Ryan ever since he was with the Bengals, right? We saw what happened when he went to the, to the Bills. They bought in on him, thought he was a scorter, uh, starting quarterback in his league. He disappointed. Then he comes in, he gives you these flashes, right? He gives you these brilliant moments. He gives you this toughness. But understand that that train is never late. That fish tragic is right behind the fish magic. Jeez. So he got out. He got out on the right time, understanding that hey, now I can buy myself a couple more years to be able to, to oh, 100%. steal. To be able to steal. Listen, 100%. every every great player or every player that is bought on this league deserves a couple of years to be able to steal. Oh, he's gonna be and, around for a while. And, 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 the, and, the, and the guys that steal the most are the best are the quarterbacks because if you if you get behind somebody, just imagine if you were Peyton Manning's backup or just imagine if you were Eli Manning's backup. You never had to prove anything. All you had to understand is that you can get the donuts and you understood how to get the right coffee for them in, for the meetings.
2: You know who, speaking of that, you know who's in the league right now that I had no idea was even around? Give me the name. Matt Shop. Matt Shop's still rolling. Still getting them. Went back, went back home, right? Back to Atlanta. That, that's <laughs> what I'm telling you. Still the, getting the, money, the, though. The,
0: millions. You know what I mean? And it's guys out there running out, banging their heads on kickoff. Can't get can't
2: get nothing, man. Still renting, driving a Honda. I should have played quarterback. I'll probably still be playing. Go ahead, next one.
1: Fair enough. So, Bart has already called one member of the NFC East, the Cowboys, soft, dumb, and front runners. Collectively key, the division as a whole. The it's NFC sorry. East is? Sorry. Sorry.
2: Yeah, it's just a sad division as a whole. Whether it's Philly, whether it's Washington, whether it's the Giants or the Dallas Cowboys. It's just a... It's one of those divisions that you kind of just be like, Ugh. It almost is like the NFC West was when Seattle won at seven and nine. It was such a sorry division. It was just the Rams were bad with Jeff Fisher. Arizona obviously was garbage. San Francisco was garbage. You know, and then a seven and nine team like the New Orleans Saints, I mean like the the Seattle Seahawks played New Orleans and beat them in the playoffs. So you may see something similar in the NFC East. So would you take Clemson or the Phil? Man, come on, man! Stop, man! <laughs> nah, no, not at all. I take if I if I put the 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 third team dudes in the NFL on and and start them on eleven, they'll
0: beat Clemson. No, I'm, you know I'm, that? No, no. I'm just playing, man. I'm just being a little tongue and cheek. But you know, I would I would say. You know, to me, you know, I would say disappointing, but I think that Philadelphia is the team that could turn it around. I think you look at what they were able to do against Pittsburgh. They should have been in that game, should have won against Pittsburgh, and then they took you know the Ravens right down to the brink after going down early in that game. So I think if any team in that division can maybe turn it around and have a shot to try and bring some respectability to that division, I would say the Eagles.
1: We will see the Eagles kick off the next NFL week. They'll take on the Giants on Thursday to wrap up our NFC East. Oh, that's homecoming. East. Discussion, yes. For whom is who the question, right? The most interesting division key in football this year is.
2: I think it's. I think you know. I I, I thought about the the uh, north in the NFC. Is it the north? Is the, the north. It's the north. The north. The north. Yeah, I thought the I black and blue I, division. I, I always get it messed up. The but, old central. Yeah, the old central. It. I thought about that, but I gotta go with the. I gotta go with the the AFC. Um, what is it? The, the NFC West. I'm sorry. The okay. NFC West. Mm. Because when I look at Seattle, I look at the Rams, I look at San Francisco, and Arizona. I don't think Arizona's coming out of there, but they're going to make it hard. They're going to they're gonna hang around with the little cute style of offense that they run. It's, you know, the brilliant coach on the sideline with the big fancy house. They're going to do all of those sort of things. San Francisco is interesting because Jimmy G had a pretty good game last week. So now that whole narrative of should they look at another quarterback has changed. Seattle is 5-0. The Rams had a stumble against, against San Francisco. And I think the Rams are a better football team than what they showed against San Fran. So to me, that division is, is going to be very interesting. They've yet to really play against each other. I would say the NFC North. You know, I'm glad, you know I mean, you, you gave me some room
0: Preview. to breathe. Cleveland is you – know, No, 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 NFC North. Oh, you know NFC, I mean? my bad. What okay. you're talking about because I look at, you know – is this fools goal with, with Nick Foles, Sir Nick? I mean, you know, can they keep can they keep up with this pace? And when they when they on their collision course with the Green Bay Packers, who I feel have been exploited because they can't stop the run. So it's a it's I think it's a formal out there to beat them. And the most sur- surprising team within that division is the Minnesota Vikings because we thought that they would be a team that would at least battle. I mean, they made the trade for for Yannick uh, for, for Nagakwe and you know thought that they were all in having two good outside pass rushers. The kid Jefferson has been asked advertised coming from LSU. Do, but you know they find themselves in the basement of the division. But you know it's interesting because are you buying in the Chicago Bears? Or do you believe that Green Bay Packers you know are the 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 um, cream of the division, so to speak?
1: We will see. Bears are five and one. They'll get the Rams on ESPN's Monday Night Football. And key, you're right. Cliff Kingsbury's house was sick. We saw it during Look, the crib NFL draft. Envy.
0: We got a little crib envy. <laughs> in he the was lonely, he was in there lonely though. <laughs> That's <Man>. for sure.
1: Check <laughs> so out so. that man's <laughs> personal
0: business, boy. <What? laughs> he swipe right. God.
1: <laughs> it's a good op- good opportunity for Tinder to get on board. You don't know what he had going on in them other rooms. Be yeah, quiet.
0: Could have that Le'Veon Bell action. What was
1: she wearing? Oh, boy. I mean, nothing. Moving on. Moving on. Key. Key, rescue us here, please. Yeah, move on. Fill, on the bl- fill in the blank is the NFL's head coach of the year so far. Mike Tomlin. It's easy. Mike Tomlin.
2: Yeah, he had them almost in the playoffs last year with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. But – this year, he got Ben back. He discovered, or they discovered, Chase Claypool as their number one target. Rookie when from you, Notre Dame. Rookie from Notre Dame. So when you look at that, Mike Tomlin, I'll continue to say this, Mike Tomlin is one of the top five coaches in the NFL. It's only about eight of them that's good. <laughs> that's real talking. We can go through the exercise mm-hmm. during the break. There's probably eight coaches in the NFL that I'm like, oh, okay, he cool. A quarter of the league only. That that can yeah. explained it to you. It's not on from borrowed line. time.
0: It's not on borrowed time. You know,
2: that, and so he's a top five coach. You expect for a guy like this to be coach of the year.
0: You know I, I, you know, I love the Mike Thompson, uh, Tomlin pick. I love him because he always takes accountability for what his team does, and he points the thumb, not the finger. But uh, you can make that same argument for Mike Vrabel and what he's been able to do down, you know, with the Titans and the fact that, you know, they had the COVID outbreak, you know, a short week. You know, I'm always interested in who can keep their team and their guys focused. And you know that was a huge thing, a big thing, not knowing if they're playing more, you know, more, more cases, and he just kept that team on on on, on par. You know, come back and and be able to be dominating right now. I think you know he has Ryan uh, Ryan Tannehill playing at a high level. I think that he has that team as a real contender because when you think about what Derrick Henry does and his ability to run the football and send the physical message, you know that always wins. You know, you talk about the the Kingsbury. There's nothing wrong. with Rabel. Yeah, all the gadgets, widgets and gadgets, but you know. You know, at the end of the day, this game comes down to can you, you know, convert fourth and one, or can you stop fourth and one? He has that team mentally tough, and I love what he does with understanding the rules. You know what I mean? Being able to take time off the clock. You can call it the Vrabel rule. What he did to Bill Belichick last year, jumping off sides, you know, taking the air out of the, out of the ball. But you know what he did, you know, last week, and making sure that he can, you know, steal 40 seconds by, you know, purposely putting 12 men on the field at one time to get the penalty, knowing that it stopped the clock.
1: That was a genius move. He's being praised about that all over the league all week long and we should mention a bar point on the thumb and the forefinger if you're pointing at the thumb you're pointing back at yourself to take accountability i if you're pointing the forefinger confess, the index finger, did you're pointing at somebody else you and mean, last yeah. one for you guys you the best surprise in the nfl so far has been we got to do this one quick
2: best surprise in the nfl so far quick Hmm. <laughs> i don't know man tell me to go bae? Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. I, know? I would say Tampa Bay for me. Uh, new coach, a new quarterback, new tight in, solid defense, but no real OTAs, no real offseason now you can start to see that it's a surprise for me. Most people just think you plug Tom Brady in, you going to roll. There's a lot of hiccups to get to that part. Mm-hmm. Man, James Winston threw for 5,000 yards. I knew that the offense was going to be fine if you just didn't
0: turn the damn ball over. This was a team that was ready to win. You know, for me, it's still got to be Ryan Tannehill because I played against Ryan Tannehill and Adam Gase you know, had us believing that he couldn't play football. And now you look at him, he's one of the most consistent, and you can arg- make an argument that he's a top-five quarterback and what he's been able to accomplish. You talk about last year you know, he, when he became the full-time starter, he was, he was the number one rated quarterback in, as far as you know, what his QBR was. You know what I mean? So the fact that he's able, the shoe hasn't fallen off of him, right? Because every once in a while, a leopard can change their spots. And he's a guy that changed the narrative on his career, and now he's become a franchise quarterback. He may not be for everybody, but he's the perfect quarterback for that team.
1: He got paid, and it is paying that off for Tennessee money. as an undefeated team. We're going to talk to a Super Bowl champion about how the Cowboys, 25 years removed how about from the their Cowboys? last Super Bowl appearance, seem about as far away as possible with controversy brewing in the locker room. But first, Center.
0: Mookie Betts, the first oh, batter get out. that Fleming faces. And Betts sends Opposite a fly ball to right field. field. It's pretty well hit. It's Ooh. carrying. It's gone. Get out. Opposite field home run, Mookie Betts. Okay, okay. And it is 7-1. That's
3: a cruel nine. greeting into the ball game
1: for Josh Fleming and Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts was smiling wide after that home run, as were all Dodger fans, including Keith. That was Dan Schulman and Chris Singleton on ESPN Radio. The Dodgers 8-3 win last night over the Rays. They'll take a 1-0 series lead in the Fall Classic. Game 2 tonight, Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers. 26-years-old mixed bag in the playoffs thus far. The Rays got just what they need after facing a deficit. The 2018 Cy Young winner Blake Snell will tow the rubber for them. We'll talk to Jessica Mendoza, ESPN Baseball Analyst, coming up 845 Eastern. From those fans in Tampa to those fans elsewhere. Somewhere in Florida, that would be in Miami, where Tua has been named the Dolphins' starting quarterback. If you're wondering what's right out of the gate, well, we got a bye, then they got the Rams. Pretty easy schedule. Last four games, though, will be tough. Ryan Fitzpatrick leaves Tua with a 3-3 and team, so a 500 record as Fitzpatrick knew that day was coming sooner rather than later, and Tua takes over. Spot duty, as you may have seen on Sunday, but now he's the guy moving forward. And the guy for the Pacers, their new head coach, is Nate Bjorkgren. May not know about him. Highly regarded. D'Antoni. What happened? <laughs> they were kicking the tires yeah. on Dan Tony because they want to become much more offensively inclined versus their old coach, Nate McMillan, who is a defensive guy. Fresh
2: blood, <laughs> man.
1: And Bjorkren sat next to Nick Nurse, and a lot of people believe he knows what he's doing in Toronto. So, still looking for a head coach? D'Antoni's old team, the Rockets, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and... The New Orleans Pelican Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage and not just football, but your wireless network, too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost. Forty five bucks a month for twenty five gigs of high speed data, then two G savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straight And we welcome in on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. The Super Bowl champion Ryan Clark—you'll see Ryan, of course, this morning as you often do on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern with Greenie and Company. But we'll get him warmed up. <clears throat> yeah. Brought Uh-oh. to you by yeah, man, yeah, water, court. right there. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. well, well, you got you. You got
2: enough beverages up there. Take I do, a swig. I do. Wait
0: Way to rub it in, because the reason he's <laughs> a Super Bowl champion is because he stopped me from getting there. So appreciate you, Ryan Clark.
1: <laughs> How about that?
4: <laughs> hey. I didn't win that one actually, bro. So you good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan is a Super Bowl champion with the Steelers. He's brought to you by Shelby Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Is As I get my voice back, Ryan, the Cowboys are trying to get their footing back. Uh, A couple of uh, players came out yesterday, told the NFL Network that Mike McCarthy and his staff are totally unprepared and they're not good at their jobs. McCarthy fired back with the usual, just say it to my face if you're going to say it. What do you make of this whole situation?
4: I mean, this is just a symptom of losing. This is, this is about being a bad team. And I don't think anyone ever looked at the Dallas Cowboys and thought to themselves they've assembled an excellent group of leaders. They thought that they had good talent, that they had some good players, and that Dak Prescott was the leader of this team. Now you've lost that leader. But also Mike McCarthy has no relationship with these guys. And you can tell by the say-it-to-my-face statement He's a guy that wants to walk around and puff out his chest. Look at me. I coached Aaron Rodgers. I I have a Super Bowl. Well, right now, you can't win. Right now, you can't coach your way out of a paper bag. And I think when you treat people a certain way and you want to walk around with a certain machismo, you can't act like that. Now, the other part is the team sucks. The players suck. So they should be more focused on themselves than ratting on their coach. But it's the whole organization uh, that's a dumpster fire. And they're, they're going the, uh, the opposite direction in which they expected from Jason Garrett. And I don't think that they're equipped to handle it.
2: You know, Ryan, you know me, man. I, I really don't have a problem with the players saying what it is. Put your name to it, though. Don't hide behind a notepad mm-hmm. or a tape recorder or even an iPhone from a reporter, so to speak. But here, let's move on to some brighter things. Down in Miami, Miami's 3-3, three and three, one game out of first place. And they made a decision to move on from Ryan Tannehill to go with Tua in this situation. If you were on that team, Ryan, how would you feel knowing you're one game out of first place within the division and a chance at a playoff berth?
4: You know, Keyshawn, when, when you look at moving on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously we know who he is. We know that eventually... You know, that that chariot turns into a pumpkin and and he's going to have that turnover game or he necessarily can't lead you to the promised land. But right now he's playing extremely well. So what that says to me, this was something the Dolphins had planned. Brian Flores, to me, though, has earned the respect that I would accept this decision. He's a guy who people w- thought was coaching a tanking team. He's a guy who's taking this team and has them three and three right now at this moment with a journeyman quarterback and he understands defense he understands the leadership he understands how to delegate and lead an organization and because of all those things and because of what he's shown me in a little under a year and a half I believe in his process so I think if I'm a, t- uh, a teammate of Tua Tagovailoa and Ryan Fitzpatrick or if I'm a player on Brian Flores's team I respect this decision and I go out and play football because he's done nothing but try to put this team in the best position to win since he's taken over as head coach.
0: Listen, I don't wanna be the dead horse, but I'm gonna go back to the Dallas uh, Cowboys again, you know, because we always understand that you know we always understand that adversity doesn't define character, it reveals it, right? And it did, that revealed more about you know, mm-hmm. the players than anything because listen, we've all had first year head coaches and it's always gonna be a rough patch and that tells you who's gonna be with you and who's gonna who's gonna, you know, put, you know, mm-hmm. back up back up the bus and you hear that boop boop and, and I smell diesel fuel which which what we would always say. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, I, I, you know, so I'm not going to keep beating that up because I think they have a lot of problems in Dallas, and it starts with the personnel as well and the type of players they got, not their talent. But I want to go back to our old division, our rivalries. We had some great ones, right? We two teams that similarly built. And I think right now you can make the argument that the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team within that division, and I think that Lamar Jackson needs some help. So I think that the Baltimore Ravens are at least one, you know, receiver away from being able to, to say I can be a legitimate um, threat a legitimate because guy. you think about Lamar Jackson trying to, you know, go from the pocket. You can't win consistently when they're able to force him to do that. So do you think they should make a trade for maybe Julio Jones, who should be a fire sale there? You know, maybe A.J. Green or bring Hollywood's cousin to town. And would you endorse that? Do you think the Ravens have a strong enough, you know, leadership to be able to handle a guy like Antonio Brown, to be able to pair him? Because you got to get more dynamic down the field, being able to throw the ball.
4: No, I do. I do. I I think the Antonio Brown... Uh, signing or at least looking into getting him once his suspension is over is something that the Baltimore Ravens should, act, should absolutely do. When you have a coach like John Harbaugh, a coach who actually you know released Earl Thomas, a guy who may be a Hall of Famer in the future, it shows what type of organization they have and also how they feel about their program, how they feel about the way they run <laughs> their day-to-day. And You have to get somebody on the outside that's going to make plays. You have to get somebody on the outside that's going to make throws easier outside the numbers for Lamar Jackson. And I don't know if you have the capital to go out and get Julio Jones and keep your team intact, or I don't know what Cincinnati would want for A.J. Green. or If A.J. Green still has it. But the Antonio Brown thing would be intriguing to me. He obviously has Hollywood Brown in the team. He knows and has a personal relationship with Lamar Jackson, and also his back's against the wall. This yep. would be his last chance. So if that team wants to get over a hump, that's something R- I would look R- into.
2: Ryan, come up for some air, man. I have more questions for you, but we're running out of time.
1: <laughs> we got to let you go. Ryan's off to Sports Center. He'll be hey, off. Hey, man. If you know. Zuba, you can always just not have me
4: on here, man. Man, stop acting like that. Oh, you know I come on the show. You feel me? I ain't tripping. Stop. Hey, look, Hey, listen. Ain't nobody crying, bro. Ain't nobody crying. But Yo, you got like two, four times to say something. and I'm gonna tell them don't even put me on a schedule.
0: I like that freaky shirt though, man. You, 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 you out there balling with the uh, Black Panther uh, leopard shirt underneath there. Man. I ain't gonna let that. I go. thought he he got, No,
2: I was gonna I, get him. I, 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 I thought it was something out of princess closet for a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. but a shirt like that gotta, it's hey, got to be a three-button minimum it got to be a
0: three-button minimum when you got the sneakers
2: head on <laughs> we got to see chest hair <laughs> yeah all that you
1: got to <laughs> unbutton that thing man <laughs> We're always better when Ryan Clark is with us. You'll see him on Sports Center in minutes. And then see you all, man. Again. All right. Thank you, Ryan. By the way, the Ravens are on the bye this week. Ryan's uh, last answer there about getting some help from Lamar Jackson. So if they want to think about it, they've got it's a week. The time. They're not playing. They can kick the tires you at are new lie GM, of yourself. You can't, li-
0: you can't lie to yourself, right? You know, Eric's been there forever, right? Eric's been there for, forever. He's been waiting in the wings to be the, the general manager. You know, he, he turned down a lot of opportunities because he knew that Ozzie was going to pass the torch to him. But you know, I think what you know, you can lie to yourself, right? You understand what you are and who you are, right? And the Ravens have gotten to the playoffs a couple of years, and they, they, they falter because teams are able to take away what they do well. they kind of like the Yankees, right? They're built to win a lot of games in a regular season, but when they, certain matchups are just bad for them. So they have to figure out a way to become more explosive because Lamar Jackson, can't, you can't be a great quarterback throwing the three tight ends or three tight end sets because if you fall behind, you have no ability to come from behind when you go down two scores or more. We'll they, see what
2: happens. They definitely need a receiver in terms of a difference maker. Right. Hollywood is cool, but they need a He's difference He's young, too. Maker. He's young, too. Yep.
1: Marquise Hollywood Brown, the young kid out of Oklahoma. But Antonio's is, cousin. Yes, that's right. And uh, maybe Antonio on the way and maybe Julio Jones. That's that's a big, big, bold move. I'm but, just speaking
0: to Eric. You know, this is how we horse whisper to right. each
1: other. Eric, Eric DaCosta, the new GM of the Ravens taking over for Ozzie Newsom. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. On the way. Does Cam Newton not get away with something that sometimes we let Aaron Rodgers slide on one conversation about two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and a major difference between them. Key will explain. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any, you know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
3: so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
1: And from A to Z, brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call the Dell Technologies Advisor today. 877-ASK-DELL will go a few miles from Dallas to Arlington, where the Dodgers took a 1-0 lead in the World Series. 8-3 win, over the Rays, Clayton Kershaw, six innings, one run. Mookie Betts went yard. Game two tonight. Pre-game coverage on ESPN Radio begins at 7.30 Eastern. The Washington football team in 2021 will be known as the Washington football team. President Jason Wright telling WJLA-TV in Washington, D.C. that there's a pretty good chance that they're going to have a nickname at some point down the road, but maybe not next season and the Washington football team will be welcoming the Dallas Cowboys into town on Sunday team owner Jerry Jones not in a feel good mood about their 2 and 4 record despite sitting in first place saying on his weekly radio spot on 105.3 the fan in Dallas quote I'm not in a feel good mood frankly that we've got a manna from heaven being in the east he essentially also backed up Mike McCarthy and defensive coordinator the embattled, embattled Mike Nolan saying that injuries have besieged the franchise
3: The Patriots are who I thought they would be. They're an average average offense. offense.
1: I'm extremely
4: frustrated to myself and my performance here moving forward. You know, I'm here for one reason. I didn't get the job done.
1: And that is the voice of Cam Newton. The Pats are 2-3 and after five games, or under 500 after five games, for the first time since Tom Brady was in his first year starting In New England back in 2001, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance with more than 30 unique coverage options available. Progressive knows small business. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. J. Will is out. Bart Scott, the 11-year NFL vet, is in, which is great because I got two football guys with me. You heard from Cam Newton there. Here's a little more from his weekly radio appearance on WEEI saying, fellas... Just stay the course.
2: There's no need to press the panic button. There's no need to, you know, start reinventing the wheel. We have the answers. And I said again, we have the answers in that locker room. And we get guys back, hopefully. And and, and some guys, you know, need to mend and heal up. But yet through it all, it's our job, you know, as players to produce. And I I know looking at, you know, eyeballs in that locker room and and the competitors of the people, who just seizes the moment and, 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 and make the most of each and every opportunity, we will get that, that job done.
1: So Key Cam has to explain himself, even though he's got a tremendous resume and the fact that the Pats always start slow and the fact they still have Bill Belichick, he maybe has to sometimes be a little more visceral about things other quarterbacks don't have to sound off on as much.
2: Well, look, first of all, he didn't come into New England with house money. He's not playing with house money. He he's following a legend a living legend, especially in the Foxborough, New England, Boston area. They wasn't complaining and saying things prior to him in the positive test. It was kind of like, we're rolling, Cam is fine, we're going to be. And then the moment that he comes out with limited practice time, I mean like really limited practice time, been off, what was it, 13 days? They were
1: off 13 days. 13
2: days. And people look at Tennessee and say, well, Tennessee was all 16. How come it's different? It's, it's different situations, different circumstances. He, did, he struggled last week. There's no question about it. But he also lost Julian Edelman. He's also throwing to a, a, a Nikhil Harry, who's still trying to learn how to play the position as a pro. All of those sort of things. I'm with Cam, though. I'm not worried about it. I'm good. We They, they have enough understanding, especially on defense, Defense lost that. I mean, defense basically won the game if it wasn't for all the field goals. Mm-hmm. They kicked field goals.
1: Six field goals for the Broncos to account for all 18 points. Six
2: field goals. <laughs> Long ones, too, not chip shots. No. And so when you start to look at that, you got to think that Cam is on to something and Bill Belichick is there with the short sleeves. He's there. <laughs> you know, he, he's there. So how can you start to panic? Just let it take its shape and its course and see where it goes.
0: Listen, yo. Know- I'm a visitor, so I, I try and tread lightly. But come on, man. Like, these are the only questions that you think about a loquacious, yo, know, football player, an African American football player, has to explain, right? Because it's already a narrative that had been pre written about Cam. But I don't really I, no, I no. get
2: what you're saying, but I don't really care about that part of it. No. We all
0: know what that is. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. Like that's the elephant in the room, right? Because what he said I thought was very astute. Right. Yeah. Understanding Absolutely. that, listen, one, I just got here 2 we're still learning each other. Three, we just had COVID testing. We don't know how he feels his cardio. How what the effects of, you know, having COVID you know, has done to his performance, his ability to kind of play at a high level. He's still adjusting and, 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 and maybe doing some things like we have to make these excuses. But when Tom Brady forgets that it's fourth down, we say nothing. Right? When Tom Brady struggles because what? He has new he has new weapons that he don't know the time and where they're going to be. They're not on the same page. Then, oh, don't worry. Tom Terrific can figure it out. Well, that's when Drew Brees I... you know, can't hit the ocean and you know couldn't hit the water in the ocean because you know his arm is getting weak and, and he's missing guys wide open. We make excuses. But Cam Newton has to come out and, oh, we want to panic. They didn't they have that same energy, one, when he showed the wrinkles in which the Patriots offense can have because now he has the ability to run. And what McDaniel's has a new weapon. They didn't have that same energy when he threw for like three hundred something yards to next week. But he struggles, and they're waiting. They they, they lined up waiting for him why to I say something. Said
2: what I said when I first uh, zoomed well, first well, pose. Well, I, fa- I like, phased out. I wasn't listening. No, no. I'm saying. I'm saying that's why I said what I said. He didn't come in there. You know, they didn't just. It, yeah, he but, it, the 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 deck was stacked against him from day one. Waiting, right. They were waiting. They were waiting for what I'm the opportunity, and, and we no all know that. We yeah. all know that. It's, that's why I'm like. At the end of the day, Bill is there, right? It. At the yeah, end of the I'm day, Bill is there, right?
0: It. Let's put it on Bill. Like, well, what I'm saying is Bill's responsibility when the team comes out flat, right? We put that on the coach, but now we want to put it on the quarterback because it's Cam
2: Newton. But well, Cam, Cam when Cam we're Newton's talking about though. But his personality is such that he becomes polarizing, where. They hate him already. They don't like him already. So the moment that they can get the opportunity to talk negative about his play, they do it. It's yeah. not, we've been seeing it for years. It's like, I get tired of even talking about it because it's like, come on, man, seriously. Like, it's one game to do, missed 13 practices or hadn't played in thirteen game, or 13 days, days mm-hmm. and only had a practice and a half to get ready and prepare for a game. So <laughs> some things are going to be off. They the drop steps, whatever the case is, and it's all a new surroundings for him. So I'm not worried about it. Some of the worst weapons in the league. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it at all. Terrific Tom is going to be terrific in a system that he knows and people that he know, It's just that's just the way it is. Dude got five pro bowlers to throw
1: to. In a terrific storyline this week, Jimmy Garoppolo heading back in. So that'll be interesting. What could have been for the Pats versus what is for the Pats, San Francisco at New England, coming up this Sunday. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Still to come, he's the leader of one of college football's most legendary programs, and he was a great NFL head coach. So could this guy be on his way back to the NFL? Wait till you hear this.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your
1: audio.